Hello, welcome to the Arrogant Healthcare Marketing Bastards Podcast for the week of September 10, 2012. This is episode 163, and I'm Chris Bevelo, president of Interval, or the healthcare marketing firm that puts on the podcast. With me today in studio. Jackie Ritako, account manager with Interval. And Adam Meyer, creative director at Interval. How do? Sup. September already. Yes. I know. Let's not talk about it. I get major Labor Day depression. You get Labor Day pains? <laughs> <laughs> do you really? Don't you love this time of year? September, ironically, is my favorite month. Yeah. But at the same time, I get really bummed knowing that we're going into like the desolate winter. Oh, but remember, last winter wasn't desolate. That's true. But it's, it's going to come back to us. Last winter was Eden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eden? Minnesota's version of... Eden. Oh. No, I know. And it's there's really nothing to be that depressed Isn't about. Isn't that in the so south metro area? Eden? Yeah. Eden Prairie? Oh, it's Egan. Egan. Mm-hmm. Eden Prairie, yes. All right. So, what can we Anyways. talk about today? Uh, Edina. My depression? Your depression? <laughs> you know, if you look up Edina in the Urban Dictionary, the definition cake is cake eaters. Yeah, that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't you know, know that? The, the Twin Cities metro area, Dinah is the old money. Though uh, it's really not what it used to be demographically. Yeah. But it's still, they're still referred to as cake eaters. So there. Okay. <laughs> so um, Shushman, Shushman's next week. Speaking of cake eaters. This might be the, yes, <laughs> this might be the last time we talk to our audience before Shushman. Oh yeah! Right? Are we podcasting? Maybe from we might have a we might have a podcast during Shushmed. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we'll do one at Shushmed. Adam shush will have cast. To, a Shushcast. <laughs> We've done it in the past, and Adam has um, been there though. Mm-hmm. So he'd have to trust us to. Well. Some of the actually we've we've gone with various setups, and I think some of the best audio we had actually was from <clears throat> just trying to find a fairly quiet place to sit and just propping an iPhone up and letting it capture the audio. It was actually better than some of the more specialized equipment we brought with volunteer. Yes, that's true. So we should do that. Last time was great because we had who we had Boyer, Chris Boyer, Dan Dunlop, and mm-hmm. yeah. uh, was Jesse there? I think that's it. Somebody else was, wasn't it? Or was it just those two and us? I thought there was one too. more. Well, we can always Your get the, the Boyster friend. and the Dunlappy <laughs> again. That's what I call them. The Dunlappy. The Boyster that's, and the Dunlappy. Isn't that nice? Okay. Sure, I'm sure they love that. Babe, join us at Branding at the Bar. Oh, that's right. Well, what else is going on at Shishman? Branding at the Bar. Yes. Which will be fun. Thursday, awesome funds. Thursday the 20th from 5 to 7. Yep. At the hotel. Drinkies. Mm-hmm. Booties. iPad-y threes. <laughs> to be given away. Mm-hmm. So, yes, please join us there. Uh, what else? Are you going to do like the... We haven't decided if we're going to go on the big social networking deal, which is Thursday night after our branding at the bar. Oh, yeah. So that's a big question. That's always a big question. You commit yourself to going on... You know, like a three-hour tour, or do you three-hour tour? Yes, <laughs> and I think I've, I think I, a couple of years ago or last year they had they had something going on on site, which was cool because mm-hmm. then you could just float in and out, and you know you didn't like literally have to commit. Yeah, like hop on a bus or something. Yeah, because I think this year you actually go somewhere. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Which is probably more entertaining, but mm-hmm. more of a commitment. So, 
We'll choices, see. choices. You're speaking. Speaking Wednesday afternoon from one to four. Mm-hmm. The metamorphosis, as Adam likes to say it, <laughs> of a digital strategy. <laughs> and what else? Oh, we'll be in some breakout. We'll check out some breakout sessions. The um, what's the roundtable thing called? The lunch and learn thing. Coffee roundtable luncheon or something? Yeah, it's it's sponsored by coffee. Knights of the roundtable. You guys can talk when I'm <laughs> turning off the phone. You know. All right, whatever. Well, we'll see people there. And remember what the password is. The secret code to get into praying at the bar. My undies are on fire. <laughs> no, I certainly hope nobody's coming up to us saying that. <laughs> Pants are on sale. At least not at the beginning. <laughs> Maybe we'll have not like at the a beginning of the prize. night. If you come up to us and honestly say the pants are on sale, then we'll have a, we'll have a special prize for you. As, like as I, yet I like... undetermined. <laughs> Is that the new title for our podcast? As yet undetermined. As yet undetermined. Prize. So if I come up and say my pants are half off, is that the same thing? Very good. That's good. <laughs> I never thought of that. All right. But Adam did. So uh, I'm very disappointed because I had the best prop for our first segment. It's a new segment, which I'm so fond of adding new segments. We've had 163 episodes, (laughs) and we keep adding new segments, but we never repeat Never get repeated. Yeah. So, But maybe someday we'll come back to them. Fan favorites like Cliche of the Week. We used to do that. Yep. Um, Didn't we do one with like a toilet flush sound effect? I don't remember that. What was that? Sounds like something we do. <laughs> yeah, it was like flush, flush this <laughs> something. All right. But this is called, at first I was going to call, what are we missing here? But I do think we could call it, what up with that? Ooh-wee. I'm waiting for one of you guys to sing it. What up with that? What up with I'm, that? No, I got stage okay. fright. So, <laughs> I'm just going to be Lindsay Buckingham sitting over in the corner being all quiet. Well, here's the premise for this. <laughs> Clearly, if you've listened to our podcast, you know that we have some pretty adamant and passionate views on many, many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're also not, I hope we don't come across this way, we're definitely open to new ideas, changing uh, trends, and being wrong, frankly. So sometimes I'll see something or I'll hear something where I kind of go, okay, this is really counter to what we advocate for. But maybe we're missing something here. Maybe there is something that we need to consider differently mm-hmm. uh, because I keep seeing it. And it's certainly possible that it's just the same old stuff or, you know, we do have the right viewpoint. But I think it's always good to kind of challenge our thinking. So this stems from my uh, trip yesterday. I flew yesterday, came back, and we've already covered the torturous things that happen when you fly one of which is when you land and you park at the gate and there's that jostle for the aisle and morons try to like move up the aisle even though oh, it's yeah. not their turn and all that. I shouldn't say morons. Some people I'm sure are trying to catch connecting Probably flights. I have legitimate reasons some Maybe, don't. but most of the time it's just rudeness. Yeah. Uh, so usually at that point I've gone through, you know, my phone's on, I've gone through my emails, whatever. So I pulled out Delta's um, magazine, which is called what? I can't remember what it's Sky called. Miles. It's not Sky Star Miles. Sky, Sky, everything. Sky. Sky, yeah. That's why I'm disappointed because I had it with me. I kept it, which they're okay with, and I was going to <laughs> bring it and share with you my. What are we missing here? 
And then for some reason, it's not in my bag. Someone stole it. <laughs> Somebody stole it. Delta sneaked into my house and stole it. But I think we can still convey the issue here. And the issue is, what is up with hospital ads in airline magazines? Okay? So in this case, it really jumped out at me because there was a lot of them. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then I found out that I'm sure it's a coincidence that Delta has a segment on heart health. Right, so the story was on heart health. Oh. I'm sure that wasn't an advertising ploy to get hospitals to advertise in the heart health section. I'm sure it was a legitimate editorial desire to explore <laughs> heart health for their travelers. Mm-hmm. Right. Either way, the hospitals apparently bit. There must have been at least eight ads, full page ads in there. Now, what I was going to do was call out some of these ads. So, if if one of these ads is yours, maybe you can feel you can go whew. because the ads, of course were very innocuous and stereotypical pictures of doctors, pictures of, mm-hmm. you know, just standard pictures of patients, uh, pictures of facilities. I mean, it's the same old crap, same old headlines, you know, America's best heart care. Uh, one of them was make sure your heart's in the right place. Yeah, <laughs> uh, nothing that really grabbed me. But the main point is why are you advertising in an airline magazine. How large were the hospitals and health systems? Were they destination type? Some of them were. Like I know like the University um, of Pittsburgh Medical Center, which is a destination. They're trying to be a destination brand. Okay. Has been in those magazines for years, uh, oftentimes by themselves. Uh, And I think if their goal is to try to build a national brand Mm -hmm. that can support that goal, uh, I think it's a very expensive and wasteful way to do it right. per our typical challenges to mass advertising and chest pounding and Joe Public doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe what what I'm after here is I'd love to hear from somebody that believes these are legitimate advertising strategies. Why? Right. You know, do they feel like because people are locked into their seats that they're going to look at the ads? Uh, that You know, because I do spend time looking at ads in those magazines, not healthcare ads, just other ads. Cause mm-hmm. you just, you want to like slit your throat because you want to get out of there and you're like, what, uh, what <laughs> yeah. can pass the time? <laughs> so I don't know if it's that, but, but what do they expect people to do? Do they expect people to travel? Like there was one from Detroit. Do they expect me to travel to Detroit? Now, of course, Detroit is a Delta hub. So they feel like they're getting a lot of Detroit people. So, High-level Detroit people. So none of the ads had any calls to action or, I mean, Ooh. anything that they was... They might have, in, but none of them were... It was like, we're awesome and... We're all, they're all, we're awesome And ads. we're in Detroit, okay. So if you're in Detroit and you're a heart center in Detroit, is it worth the spend to attract high income yeah. or that demographic to that ad forum? It's probably no different than like a Minneapolis St. Paul magazine. Mm-hmm. You know, every community has one of those high end kind of metro oriented fashion slash cuisine slash entertainment magazines. I don't know. I don't and know if you're that- not in a hub, so in other words, you're really not getting a lot of your own community. Do you really expect people to come from, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm flying from um, St. Louis to Minneapolis, am I going to go to wherever one of the ads was from Los Angeles or yeah, Miami or whatever. Seems not worth it, but maybe it is. I don't know. 
I mean, what's I up just, with that? What's up with that? What up with that? What are we and missing? The, the only place Adam, those the only that I do not the only place those magazines appear is in like the, the backs of the seat and at the airport, right? I mean, it's not like those. It's not like Delta Sky Magazine is available throughout your community and other places, right? I don't think so. I don't think you even get a subscription to it if you're like a high flyer or something, right? So it's not like nobody would subscribe to it. I wouldn't think so. I mean, no, it's, it's all it's all about it's gotten them. better. It's all about yeah. Delta, right? I mean, it, like, no, it's it's actually a good product. I yeah. mean, they've got good stories about cities. It's usually you know like Memphis, and they'll profile Memphis, and I mm-hmm. think it's designed well and it's good content. Uh, but I don't think you would subscribe to that. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, I mean, I was just trying to get at, is this available outside of the airplane or outside of the airport? And the no. answer to that is no. no so I don't think so. It, that would be the only maybe argument for saying, yes, it's worth advertising in it for something like that. But seems weird to not mm. be the case. What's up with that? What are we missing here? I keep saying that. <laughs> so anyway, I would love to hear from people that advocate for that because clearly they're. I mean, just because they're doing it doesn't make it right, right, or effective. Well, we know that you'll have sure. to find your prop for the next, maybe the next podcast we can follow up because it'd be good to look at the ads and like read what the call to calls to action are and yeah, yeah. See but what, what, their, so what their goal typical, is typical standard stuff, right? You know. So, all right, well, let us know if you've got some theories on that out there in let podcast land. What up with that? What up with that? All right, uh, last topic, though there's a couple parts to it. Uh, this was a story that I think you posted, Jackie, mm-hmm. uh, though I've seen it a couple of places. You posted it from Adweek, and it is actually talking about a report, a study done by AdSafe Media. Uh, which looked at, basically it looks at uh, visibility of, viewability of online ads. So the headline reads, more than half of online ads fail viewability standard. Okay, so what they're talking about there is a standard, which we're going to get to here in a second, that's, that's been established by making measurement make sense, which is a um, kind of a movement from the Interactive Advertising Bureau. So we're going to get to that movement and that group mm-hmm. in a second. But one of their metrics um, that they would like to establish is that you only count a uh, impression when, let's see, when 50% of an ad is in view for at least one second. Okay, so if your ad is, is not in view for more than a second or only half of it is in view or either one, then doesn't count as a impression. And then the study goes on to show that, well, that would be a high standard because according to the study, fewer than half of online ads meet that standard, which is pretty astounding to me. Yeah. yeah Isn't it to you? I'm surprised at that. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't see the ads on the websites I visit flashing through more than one per second. And I don't see a lot of them that are unviewable, though sometimes they pop up on the side. Entertainment Weekly comes to mind. They're, every time I go there, they're freaking pop-up ad asking me to subscribe. It's the most annoying thing ever. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they're on the side, and they literally are half off my screen. Yeah, I spend so little time on... I mean, I do so much through RSS and through a handful of apps that I prefer. I spend so little time on 
websites specifically. And I think the ones I do spend time on, I just, I'm so like, I so have the ad areas like out of my focus Mm -hmm. anyway, that that it's just, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I don't see them, but, but at the same time, the pay, if I'm reading an article on CNN or whatever the site may be, those ads are going to be up for a hell of a lot more than one second because I'm reading content on the page. Mm-hmm. And all a lot of ads, fly, I mean, they're like electronic billboards. They're, they're switching all the time, right? Eh, not most of the, most of the, I would say most of the ads are not rotating like that. They are. Well, then and, how can they have a visibility of left in a second? I'm guessing they must be talking about ads that rotate themselves. So if you've got like a GIF that's got three or four frames to it, I mean, if like if you look look at this page, I mean, the ads that are on here are not rotating. Ads typically don't rotate. I mean, they you get an ad and it rotate. You know, when you refresh, it might be a different ad, but it doesn't it doesn't <clears throat> rotate itself while you're while you're looking at the page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. That's interesting. So that isn't. But you know. This study does include like all websites and all ads, and later on it talks about porn and pri- piracy more pervasive than ever. So there might be a lot of sites and or ads that we just don't regularly expose ourselves to that are pulling this No down. pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> um, so the studies show that 49.9% of ads sold directly hit the proposed requirement. In other words, they're up for a second. Uh, the number shrinks to 41.2% in the case of ads sold through ad networks and 40.3% of ads sold through ad exchanges. Um, well, there's, and that's only for a second long peak. There's so many variables. But not to cut you off, I mean, don't go on. When extending the in, the in-view window to 15 seconds, the stats dwindled to 21% for ads bought directly through the publisher, 16 for ad exchange buys, and 16 for network buys. So if you want it up there for 15 seconds or more, this is saying only a fifth of the ads do that. <clears throat> so I'm I'm guessing they mean just when you're scrolling past it. I mean that that's my conclusion as to what they're talking view, about. Like in view, yeah. So yeah. like it's literally on your screen before you've gone past it. Mm-hmm. How can they do? How can they measure that? That's all based on personal. Oh, it's just JavaScript. You put JavaScript on a site that'll tell you like I can. If you started scrolling on a page, I could know based on the time when you when that page completely loaded or when the certain chunk of content loaded when you started scrolling. Um, all I would need to know is the height of the content and how much you had scrolled to go past it, and it's a it's pretty oh, it's pretty simple math to figure that out. JavaScript mm. makes it really easy. Um, but again, like using this page as an example, I scroll I can scroll through the whole damn thing, and this is the article I'm talking about. Um, and two of the ads that are on here, I don't even see at all because I've got flash blocked. So I'm yeah. not sure how they take that into consideration. I don't know. Okay. Uh, the findings are based on impressions examined during the first half of 2012. AdSafe also looked at, at cases of ad collision, which is a new term to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when multiple ads from one advertiser's campaign <clears throat> pop up on the same page, that unintentionally happens with 6 to 7% of the ads that get served. So and two think, of the same ad, essentially, on the same page? Usually the same ad. So like, okay. a, like a, you'll see like the banner ver- like the long skinny version and the square version oh, right sure. page. right or okay. maybe two of the square or whatever and this says while doubling up an advertiser's presence on the page could juice the likelihood of the brand's paid media being seen said adsafe svp of product management david hahn it quote represents a pretty significant loss of value because the likelihood of a user converting drops for both 
because the likelihood of a user converting drops for both, why would it drop for both just because it's on there? It's almost like he's saying not only is it not better, it's worse to have two on at once. Unless they both count against you from a statistical standpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway. It's interesting. I mean, it's, I, I, I question some of the metrics that they're looking at. I mean, not necessarily that there's that it's not interesting that the numbers aren't interesting, but just right. given the state of the web today and the various platforms that people use and the ways that people are blocking more and more people are blocking certain types of content, um, or like my own habits where I'm, <clears throat> you know, consuming a lot of content like through RSS and not even which, which in some cases, some feeds have ads and others don't. Um, it's just, I don't know how, like I said, there are just so many variables. Uh, so it's hard to really say whether or not these metrics are that valuable. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, it's great that they're trying, that they're, that they're making some strides and trying to bring, you know, raise awareness around it and, and bring up some uh, benchmarks or, or, or measurements that you should be aware of. So I don't mean to diss what they're doing. I think it's great. Yeah, and, and and they is IAB, which is the uh, Interactive Advertising Bureau, which is, quote, a cross-industry coalition committed to developing brand-building digital metrics and cross-platform measurement solutions. Uh, <clears throat> and they have this movement called Making, <coughs> excuse me, Making Measurement Make Sense, 3MS. It's interesting little, I don't know, I can't even make that work. 3MS, okay, I got it. Um, and it's based on five uh, principles for creating digital measurement solutions, which I think are interesting. We should read these. Mm-hmm. Um, so one is shift from a served to a viewable impression standard. Or a cl- how about a clicked standard? Well, they get to that later. But remember, <clears throat> impressions are <clears throat> a large part of how people are charged and a large part of how people price the ads, uh, even though they say later, you know, that's that's not what you as a buyer should really, and we say that all the time, impressions don't matter. They do matter uh, because they are part of the buy and they do help you mm-hmm. figure out, you know, uh, successes of ads, but they should not be used as a metric of success mm-hmm. because to this point, I mean, you could, be, you could get 2 million impressions, but what if you know, two million of those two million impressions are less than a second and half the ad. Right. So their point here is that it shouldn't just be the ad was presented on a page, which is an impression. It should be it was actually viewable on a page. Yeah, I, I agree. Which I think is fair. Uh, two, but I don't know how you do that. Maybe they, again, maybe from what Adam said that you can make that happen. Two, introduce an online gross ratings point metric providing reach and frequency reporting of viewable impressions. Uh, Here's their point to that. Brand marketers target specific audiences. Marketers need to understand the quality and number of exposures against their targets and the respective reach and frequency of such exposures. The existing digital currency makes this extremely difficult. Moreover, the practice of selling ad impressions makes cross-media comparisons extremely difficult, if not impossible. Okay? Mm -hmm. Three. Because all ad units are not created equal, we must create a transparent classification system. I think this is a great idea. Unlike traditional media, which have a limited number of inventory types, such as 30-second spot or full-page back cover, 
Digital has a myriad of units. Making measurement make sense advocates a transparent classification system adhered to by all publishers. Such a system will enable marketers to identify and spotlight the best offerings for brand building and for other marketing objectives. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, determine interactivity <laughs> metrics that matter for brand marketers so that marketers can better evaluate online contribution to brand building. And their point here basically is that other than click-through, which is what Adam pointed out, there really are a few standards for enabling reliable comparison across sites. Yeah. And that needs to change. Finally, number five, digital media measurement must become increasingly comparable and integrated with other media. So cross-media platform planning, buying, evaluating uh, would be easier if that was the case. It's hard to compare apples to oranges, which is true, all mm-hmm. of which is a lot to make happen, but seem like decent standards to throw out there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to think that you know, to me, I, I, I'm still I'm in the camp still that that aver- digital advertising in its current form is really kind of a it's kind of a way of taking the old school approach to advertising, like buying these little ads and like the classifieds or in magazine newspapers and applying it to a, to new media to the web. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of this you know mm-hmm. kind of lack of vision or lack of creativity to figure out you know new ways to. Do to do to do this kind of communication online, or to, to generate interest in what you have to offer. Um, I don't know what the solution is to that. You know, I think we're seeing some interesting stuff in the advent of, uh, within Facebook and other social media channels in terms of getting away from you know the typical advertising as we as we think of it. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I would like to think that you know some of these metrics that they're trying to establish here are these. Uh, are just going to increasingly be irrelevant because people are, are using the web in more innovative and uh, in, intuitive ways to get their message out there and to not have to rely on these old school practices that are just kind of like dinosaur antiquated approaches to, like I said, it's, it's like, is this is like taking what we did in, in magazine newspapers and just right. duplicating it on the web, which is one of the yeah. reasons that newspapers and magazines are dying at least the ones that aren't adapting. Well, I think it's interesting because, you know, we are, we are strong advocates for using online advertising for a lot of reasons, <laughs> but primarily because it allows you to engage people. This group, by definition, <clears throat> which I had up here on the web just a second ago, where the heck did it go? Uh, it used brand. Where did I come up with that? Shoot, Wait for it. it. What's that? Wait for it. Where is the description that I found? Oh. Do, 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 About do, making do, measurement do, make do, sense. Do, do, do. Yeah, I just need to find the, um, the description that they had. Oh, well, I can't find it. Anyway, <laughs> it was about the first thing they said was brand building online. So it's interesting to me that, and we've read this before, at least I have, that there's this, almost like this retro push. Like I read somewhere like click-throughs aren't any good. We really need to focus on impressions. And I'm like, no, click-throughs are good. Mm-hmm. And why are we going back to – it is. it can be a tool for brand building. We talked about this on the podcast. But that should be a secondary yeah. point because like we've talked about, 
if that's all you're trying to do with online advertising, you're missing the main value of it, which you can connect people directly with you and your content, which you should be striving to do, particularly in our industry, where you should have the world as your oyster for what you can attract people to mm-hmm. as far as content, as opposed to you know, Coke or Pepsi or somebody else, which is usually giveaways and contests and you know, what else are you going to, how did, how to drink Coke effectively? What, what content can they, they have a bigger struggle. Um, so I can see where they would want to, you know, just like in mass advertising, right? brand building and awareness is a big part of driving their business. It's flip for us. So mm-hmm. maybe it's just our industry where I rebel. <laughs> Rebel. Rebel. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, well, we better leave it there. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll talk to you before Shushman, maybe not. But either way, for arrogant healthcare marketing <laughs> bastards, this is Chris Bevelo. Jackie Ritaco. And Adam Meyer. We'll talk to you next time. Bye.